Hey family, welcome to Mind Day Care Podcast, where we nurse our minds back to better health. I'm your host, Kyra Fisher. Come on in the room and let's get started. Things I think about. Welcome to today's segment of Things I Think About. We're just random things that go through my mind, things I think about. So the other day I was just, I was thinking about my husband, how much I love him. I love him. I love him. Um, He's a great guy. And I was thinking about when we first met and how, you know, we, uh, you know, go out to eat and, and as ladies, we try to try to eat so politely and we try to look a certain way when we see them. And we try to maintain a certain look when we meet them. This is when we were dating. And then we get married. I've been married for 11 years, a little over 11 years. And uh, I thought, ah, I just went way out the window when I got married. Now I do all sorts of things in front of my husband that I would never have done when we were dating. For example... Passing gas. Yes, I said it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Either way, from the Rudo to Tudor. Uh, you know, burping, all of that. Yeah. Do that in front of him. As a matter of fact, it's a game, frankly, between me and him. We stepped to the side. Like, oh, we had to release that. He just did that the other day. He was like, oh, I got to pass gas. So he gets up, stands out of the living room, goes in the dining room, and just passed gas right in front of me. It just relieves himself. And I thought, where? What happened? What happened to to all to, to to what we were doing when we were dating, man? It just, you're just showing me everything now, right? I couldn't get mad at him because when we were dating, I didn't walk around with a bonnet on, you know, part of the bonnet tribe. Now all of a sudden, I'm 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 head bonnet, head bonnet leader of the tribe. I walk around the house with a bonnet on, and you can't tell me I ain't cute. I wouldn't have dared to do that when we were dating, but you know, I guess that's just. That's just the thing of, of, of being married, you know. Anyway, I still love them, though. Things I think about. Hey, family. Welcome to another episode of My Daycare Podcast. I am your host, Kyra Fisher. Today is a wonderful day. Yes, I always say that for every show because I decree that it is a wonderful day. Regardless of what's going on, I'm decreeing it's a wonderful day. And when thoughts creep in to tell me otherwise, I always tell those thoughts, you're a liar. Okay? Just really quick. So um, I uh, today's show, I, t- I said before that I was going to be talking about anxiety. And, and one of the reasons why I wanted to focus on anxiety and I will be like, you know, other other topics in regards to the mind and mental health and, and, and caring for our mind and nursing for our mind. I'll be talking about those kinds of topics too, um, but I'll be splicing in a lot of anxiety and the re- anxiety topics. And the reason is um, because I have um, struggled with um, anxiety um, and even now it's a it's a fight for me. And that's just that's just across that that I have to bear. But it's for me, I, I feel like the reason that I've been given this thorn, <laughs> you know, um, 
And anxiety is not mine. And I'm not saying that I, I just, you know, revel in it. And, oh, I got anxiety. No, I have, to, I have to fight against it. Just like somebody who was a drug addict and, and used cocaine for a certain amount of years. You know, they have to. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle to, to fight against it. And it's a good thing. Like my pastor said, if you're fighting against it, that means you don't want to do it. And and um, that means that um, your body is trying to pull you back into it and you're saying no. And it means that you really you really do have the victory. You just you just don't know it um, in that moment. But you really do because you're fighting against something that you don't want anymore. That's the victory. You don't want it anymore. So um, I lost my train of thought, but I'm going to act like I still have it um, because you guys are listening. But um, when when for me, um, anxiety, for me, the reason why I have the thorn. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I'm back on track. The reason why I feel like I've had to fight it is because I feel like um, you don't have a testimony without a test. So I feel like. Um, my, this is a testimony to help other people because people don't talk about what they go through. It's kind of like, don't, don't talk about it. Cause if you talk about it, that makes it true, which is the, the total opposite. If you talk about it and you talk about the problem, not only the problem, but you talk about the solution, you can help so many people that don't talk about it at all. I'm going to give an example. Like when we were in school, right? And and half of the class know they don't understand what the teacher is talking about. But nobody's saying anything and nobody's asking any questions. And the teacher says, does anyone have any questions? And if, if you can read everybody's thoughts in the room, 99.9% .9 of them have questions. And they're just quiet, quiet, quiet. I was always the type where I didn't care what people thought. I was going to ask a question. And I will ask a question. My teacher will give the answer. And nine times out of 10, one of my friends would come up to me and say, I was having problems with the same thing. And I would say, well, why didn't you ask the question? You know, it may be so many reasons, fear, shame, guilt, forget all of that. We talk, we, I'm going to ask the question because I need to get the answers. I'm going to talk about it because I need to get the answers. Same thing with what you're going through. Oh my God, I almost spoke in tongues, <laughs> but we, we got to get, we have to, open up our mouths and have dialogue because there is somebody else in our circle that needs to hear that dialogue, that needs to hear that, that problem and that solution so that they can be free. Okay. So this is one of the reasons why I talk about anxiety because, because of the traumas that I experienced the enemy, yes, I said the enemy. If Denzel Washington can say the enemy, I can say the enemy too. No judging, no judging. Okay, yes, the enemy, will, uh, I went through traumas, um, and I didn't know how to process it. Nobody told me, you know, uh, these thoughts will come, and this anxiousness will come, and this worry will come. And by right, because I was a child, I didn't know how to process these traumas of, of being molested and, and, and all the kind of traumas. And I'm sharing that for the first time with you all, because I figure we family and, and, and what we keep everything in families, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Family as, as far as uh, you guys are my audience family, but um, I, I want to um, share it because I feel like it's going to free somebody. So with the trauma, you know, it, it activated, 
um, my amygdala was like, hey, you know, I already told you what the amygdala was. It's the, the, the fear center of the brain. The function of the amygdala is not to cause you pain. It's to protect you. But when the amygdala is triggered um, by a thought, a negative thought, it goes into this false protection mode and it views everything as danger. And, and then we constantly walk around people with anxiety or, 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 or symptoms of anxiety. Cause I would never say my anxiety. You would never hear me say that cause it's not mine, but people will walk around um, in this, in this fight or flight mode and your sympathetic nervous system is on a thousand. You got you, you feeling stress, tension in your shoulders, pins and needles in your arms and legs. I'm telling you because I've been through this, right? Um, dry mouth. Um, I feel like a knot is in your throat. Um, you can have uh, con consistent headaches. You don't know what these headaches are coming from. They just spurred up uh, panic attacks, um, palpitations where your heart is like fluttering and, and out of beat. All of this is triggered by the amygdala trying to protect you, send your body an automatic fight or flight. Your amygdala basically is saying this. There's a tiger in the room 24-7. <laughs> Be be afraid, be on alert, protect yourself, fight or flight so you can run or you can fight or you can freeze. That's your amygdala all day. And your amygdala doesn't know how, doesn't, doesn't, is no language in your amygdala, right? So your, your, your logical mind saying, man, this is not real. That's why you, that's why it's so hard for you to tell yourself it's not real. And the thoughts don't go away. The anxiousness don't go away because the amygdala doesn't have doesn't have language. And I know sometimes uh for for my for my Christians you may not understand this but there is physical physical uh uh scientific um um uh what do you call it functionings of the body that that sometimes um it's another explanation outside of a a, a not outside of a spiritual uh, explanation, but in parallel. So what am I saying? So that's like your heart. Your heart is working, right? It's pumping. It's 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 doing its job. Is that's a scientific, uh, biological functioning of your body. Um, you, you get up, you walk. Your legs are moving. Not I didn't have to pray to get up and walk, right? I didn't have to pray to move my hand because that's a automatic physical functioning of your body um and it's broken down you know sometimes in scientific terms and in the spiritual terms god gave you your body and and god created all of this and then on earthly we have these terms and these explanations of of why things function the way they do and we say cells and we say neurons and we all this scientific language do you understand what i'm saying it all goes into play cuz guess what god is the creator of everything and i digress so back to uh the amygdala so it's like it it got triggered by some kind of trauma in me right or you or whatever and then it just stays on alert. It's like it's like a vicious guard dog. And it's really to protect us. But the, it turns on us by staying activated all the time. And we get irritable and we get stressed. And I already talked about the nervous system. I already talked about palpitations and panic disorders. This is all linked to a hyperactive amygdala. And like I said, if you don't if you don't know the word uh, the, the word amygdala and it doesn't come to mind, just say the hyperactive guard dog in you. 
it's on alert 24-7. And you keep telling it to stand down and it's not hearing you. So one of the things I um I do a lot of research in one of the one of these books I recently read um was uh the worry trick by David um I can't think of his last name first name is David you can look it up you can read it if you if you like um one of the things he said in his book was um thoughts it is easily to get fooled to taking the content of the thoughts as the precise meaning of the thoughts like for instance what if i get cancer in an anxious frame of mind you might respond as if the thought or, or as if the thought about cancer is a sign of cancer when in fact the thought is just an expression of nervousness did you hear what i said i said i'm going to read it again for the people in the back thoughts it is easily to get um fool to taking the content the content of your thought as to precise meaning let's stop there let's digest that a lot of us do that we take the content of our thoughts as a precise meaning give you an example outside of anxiety real quick stepping off you might get the thought my mother loves my sister better than I do. So you take that content of your own thought, because we tend to believe our own thoughts as being the precise meaning when it's a lie. And a lot of these thoughts on the spiritual side are generated by the enemy. And then our creative uh, 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 center of our mind just constantly crap. Why do you think movies are so detailed? And you're like, what do they think? Where did they get those thoughts from? Because the, the mind will make up some things that's like literally out of this world. So let's go back. It is easily to get fooled to take in the content of the thought as precise meaning. We all do it. Just because you have a thought does not mean it is true. Listen to me, people. Just because you have a thought does not mean it is true. So we take it as the precise meaning of the thought. And we say, like, we, we get a little pain, a little sharp pain in our chest. Nobody's saying don't be conscious of things. But you know the history of your own thoughts. We get a little pain. Well, oh, Lord, I think I'm having a heart attack. You're not having a heart attack. That's that cheese, double cheeseburger you ate last night at 8.30 and you shouldn't have ate it. Now you're getting up. You got gas pains, chest pains, but your amygdala is all on the guard dog mode. And the first thing you think is heart attack. So then because you think the thought went in your head, you take the thought as being the precise meaning when it's not true. Okay. So, um, and also not only do you take the thought as being true, you think it's a sign. Oh my God. Let me tell you, I'm, I'm, I think what I'm getting ready to say is, is very profound in my mind. Okay. It's profound. It's, I think it's profound. I, uh, people who, who, who are raised, um, in church, for instance, like I've been in church and this is no shade. This is just explaining it. Um, and what I, I'm so grateful to God for is that, um, when you spend time with him, he will give you wisdom. He will give you knowledge. He will give you understanding. He will forewarn you, right? So then the enemy will come in and play on that forewarn. Because the Lord forewarned us of things that actually uh, transcribed and, and we came out of it, 
Oh my God. I'm telling y'all, I'm about to have church in a second. I'm trying not to. I'm trying to hold my composure. But because God gave us that wisdom and that knowledge and that understanding or forewarned us of something and it happened, the enemy comes and tries to take that tool or that, that, that grace of God and he tries to turn it. The enemy will always try to duplicate it and, and, and emulate God. So then next time you have a thought and it ain't God because you were able to foresee something that happened and actually happened. Now, when this negative thought come, now your brain is saying, oh, God, you foreseeing this negative thing is going to happen. I know I'm preaching today. I know I'm preaching when in actuality. You, the enemy is trying to play on your trauma, your 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 amygdala, which is your God dog, and it's saying, okay, since you had this thought, remember last time you had that thought, and and, and it came to pass. He talking about when God showed you, and God protected you from it, and never, never in the whole discussion is you came out of it victorious. What whatever showed to you. Uh, you know, the, 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 the vision or the knowledge that was shown to you, you were able to come out of it victoriously. Didn't show you that though. Right. And it's just a whole uh, playground of just confusion in our mind. So then when in fact the thoughts is just an expression, listen to me, people, the thoughts are just an expression of nervousness. Your thoughts are a byproduct of your nervousness. Listen to me. Say it. We're about to make a song out of it. Your thoughts are a byproduct, especially your negative thoughts, of your nervousness. Your nervousness is generating these thoughts, and they are coming on automatic pilot when we ought not to take the thoughts as being a precise meaning. You say, so what do, so what do we do? We have to change our relationship with worry. Did you hear what I said? We have to change our relationship with worry. So in the past or anxiety. So in the past, you know, the relationship with worry is a thought comes in. I'm anxious. My sympathetic nervous system fight, fight or freeze is on the thousand. I'm irritable. I'm shaking. My, my leg is, you know how you jitter your leg, like shake your leg and, and, and pap that's the sign of nervousness. I hate to tell you that. I hate to mess you up and tell you that, but nine times out of 10, it is. It's not, it's trying to calm you down because you, you don't realize that you're like unconsciously nervous. And so, um, we, uh, have all these nervous, these nervousness, have all this nervousness. Let me go back. It's just ex an expression of nervousness. All these thoughts coming in is an expression of nervousness. So we have to change our relationship with worry and anxiety. And this is how we change our relationship. When we have these thoughts of doom, gloom, disaster, our relationship has to change. So instead of reacting to it nervously, nervous, okay, I'm not even going to try to pronounce that word today. It's too early. But instead of acting in a nervous way, our relationship is, oh, oh, thought, I see you. Okay. And don't, don't analyze it. Don't say, why me? Don't try to say, uh, get rid of the thought, get rid of the thought, get rid of the thought. No, 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 no. You know, something like that. Just don't even engage it. You know, and let it just 
hang around and and you can and 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 that is a form of casting it down a lot of times you can cast it down by redirecting your focus by meditating on a scripture or meditating on something positive that is casting it down but another way to cast it down is don't even engage it i'm gonna give you an example if you were in school and you had a bully i'm at 17 minutes right now i went a little over i usually don't go this over but we're gonna take it we're gonna take it a little lengthy but if you were in school and um there was a bully I used to do after school um, teaching with kids and I, and the girls would always get upset when another girl would call them out of their name and they would, I mean, they'd be ready to throw hands. Right. And so I used to say, why do you react so aggressively and angry when that's not your name? What's your name? The girl would say, my name is Keisha for all the Keisha's that's listening. And I would say, well, you she called you out of your name. Last time I checked, I don't respond to anything but the name that I called. And if I respond to another name, then that means I'm in agreement with what they called me. Because you can never pull me out of my comfort zone or my square um, if what you're saying I'm not taking as face value and I'm not accepting it and I'm not in agreement with it. You, now you see where I'm going with it. So when nervousness, a worry thought come, you, your relationship has changed because you know, I don't need to pay no attention to that. That's not even me. That's the nervousness thought. That's a nervousness um, uh, way of thinking. So change the relationship with worry and understand what these thoughts are trying to, how they're trying to get you to react and stay in this fight, flight, or freeze mode. Um, and so one of the ways we we talk about it in counseling is to, because your amygdala doesn't have language, so you have to show your amygdala, don't be afraid of that. You have to show it. So say, for instance, you were afraid of dogs, and your amygdala just says, stay, 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 stay away, all the while perpetuating the fear. But the moment you go to a pet store, you start hanging around big dogs. You start seeing, oh, this is nothing to be afraid of. What, what, what was I? Why was I so? You've been avoidance will fuel anxiety. Avoidance. Trying to stay away from something will fuel it. Because it's telling your amygdala, yes, this is dangerous. You are right. I'm, I'm good. The more you uh, hang, not hang around it, but be around it, or just let it be, or just let the thought be, because we're focusing on that now. I know we talked we talked about other things, but or let it be. For example, with the dog thing, you're around it, you see that it's, it wouldn't hurt you. Then all of a sudden, your response to it, a fear, lessons, 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 go away. Same thing with your thoughts. You're, you see the thought, because you can't stop the thoughts, people. The thoughts are going to come. We have all kind of crazy thoughts. But what you can do is change your reaction and your relationship with the thought. So this time when a scary thought comes, you say, okay, I see you. And, I, okay, moving on, got something else to do. Okay, this is just a thought. Doesn't mean it's it's the precise meaning of the thought. Okay? I know I laid a lot on you. I want you to play, play, play the... Um, the show back uh, to listen to some points. I hope I made it clear um, of what I was trying to explain because 
I just want us all to be well. I want us all to heal and I want us all to be great. And we have to talk these things out in order for um, them to, uh, in order for us to be better. Because it says, my people perish without a lack of knowledge. The more you know, the more you grow. Okay. So I want you all to be blessed on this Monday. I want you to love yourself love your family, love your community. And when we do that, we'll be a better place. All right, people. Um, That's pretty much it. You know, I just messed up that whole ending right there. I could have had a better ending, but I, I interjected with a um. <laughs> but I love you all. See you in the next show. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Please go follow us on Facebook at My Daycare Podcast. Also, make some comments if the show has um, helped you or gave you some helpful tips. Please leave a comment on the podcast platforms or even questions or um, what kind of topics you would like to hear. I would like to hear any feedback from my audience. I appreciate you and love you.